Hey, church family, how's everybody doing? I'm so glad you're here. I so appreciate you coming. I want to welcome those of you who are watching online, uh, who are going to be tuning in at different times throughout the day and the week. We're grateful that you're here. We're praying for you. I'm also praying for you. And uh, I've got a great report for you. Uh, this past probably six weeks, since the 1st of June, we have water baptized 26 people. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And then, amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. We had 26 different people. Uh, the last group that I baptized, I baptized an entire family, a husband and wife and both of their sons. And so I'm incredibly thrilled and excited. And uh, when you're baptizing folks and they're making their public uh, expression of their faith in Christ, it's an awesome thing. Now, we've spent the last two or three weeks talking about the new birth. And I want to finish that up tonight. I want to show you some things, remind you of some things that we talked about. You remember we started in John chapter 3 where Jesus has his encounter with Nicodemus. And I want to read just the first beginning of those verses just to remind you. John 3 verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. He recognized him. Jesus answered and said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We've been talking about being born again. We've been talking about the new birth. Now, we know what happens in the rest of that story. Nicodemus is afraid, uh, so he comes to Jesus at night. He says, I can tell you're the real deal. And Jesus says, you must be born again. Nicodemus had never heard that before. Uh, there wasn't anything religious about it for him. And so all he could think about was, you mean I literally have to be born twice. And so he says, how can I do that? How can I enter into my mother's womb? And Jesus says, that's not what I'm talking about. He says, that which is of the flesh is flesh. That which is of the spirit is spirit. And basically what he said and what we've been talking about is that every person has to be born twice. You have to be born in the natural and you have to be born in the spiritual. We found out that the word born again means born from above. Born from above. Now listen, you don't get born again. Uh, now you get born again on the earth because we're here. But the source of that is from heaven. The source of that is from the kingdom. It's not natural. Listen, anything you're trying to do to get into the good graces of God is a waste of your time. The only thing you can do is accept the sacrifice that was offered for you, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, here's what we believe, and I know you believe the same thing. Jesus was the only begotten Son of God. He died physically on a Roman cross. He was buried physically for three days in a tomb, and he rose physically from the dead. Okay, he didn't raise spiritually, just spiritually. He rose physically all right, we believe that happened, and we believe he did it for us. When you believe that, the Bible says you're born again. You're born from above. All right, and you are transferred from darkness into life. Now, what did we find out? We found out it's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Listen, there's nothing I did to be born again except say yes to it. Okay, the Bible says that we're kept out because of unbelief. Listen, that will keep you away from the promises of God. It will keep you literally out of heaven for all of eternity. 
Listen, the only reason people are going to be condemned to hell is because of unbelief. I heard the gospel. You heard the gospel. You said yes. I said yes. And I was born from above. I was born again. The source of the new life on the inside of you is from above. It's not from this earth. Are you with me? All right, that's what happened when we received Christ. Then we read 1 Peter 1.23. Listen to what it says. It says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Listen, your Bible is a book filled with eternal seed incorruptible seed. You heard the good news preached. Wherever you were, whether it was youth camp, Sunday school, you might have heard it in your living room. A family member may have told you, but you heard the gospel. And when you heard the gospel, you thought, I need that. I want that. That incorruptible seed was planted in your heart. Now, what have we talked about? Seed is responsible for fruit. Fruit is not responsible for seed. Now, this is so important. This will really help you spiritually. Okay, you heard God's word, and the incorruptible, eternal seed of God's word was planted on the soil of your heart, and it brought forth fruit, and you were made alive spiritually. And you're alive spiritually right now. Listen, you have eternal life living on the inside of you. Now, you know what most people think when they hear eternal life? They think life later, but it's not life later. It's life right now. I have eternal life on the inside of me right now. And that eternal life is going to cause you and I to live for all of eternity. Now, Jesus can either come for the church, and I hope he does. And if he doesn't come for the church before I die, then I will physically lay down this body. But I'm going to live somewhere else. Okay, I'm not dying, I'm moving. I'm gonna move from this world to the next world. Then the day will come that I will get a glorified, resurrected body. I will get a renewed uh, mind and soul. And then I have a spirit that's alive. Listen, we're going to live forever. Will, you and I are gonna live forever, brother. And we're gonna know each other for all of eternity. A thousand years from now, you and I will exist in the kingdom of God. That's mind-boggling. 10,000 years from now, we'll be alive. And in God's presence, and the Bible says in his presence is what? Fullness of joy. Now, here's what I want you to see before we move on from this point. God's word is seed. Every time you read it, you're sowing seed in your heart, and that seed is bearing fruit. Listen, you plant the seed of an apple tree, the tree grows, it matures, it bears fruit. As Christians, we're supposed to bear fruit. You see, if you have the incorruptible seed of God's word in your heart, if you've been born again, then the natural thing, the supernatural thing that you and I are going to do is we're going to bear fruit. And we're going to grow and we're going to mature and we're going to get closer to God. We're going to get more acquainted with him and we're going to make better fruit. We're going to make more mature fruit and it's just going to grow and it's going to increase. And the source of that is from above. It's not from this life. It's from above. Now, it's called the law of seed time and harvest. Did you know the Bible is filled with that? What is Luke 6, 38 saying? I don't have that in my notes. Give and it shall be given unto you. You sow and you reap. Now, think about it for a minute. 
Okay, it's called the law of Genesis. What's the law of Genesis? Everything reproduces after its own kind. You won't produce righteous good fruit if you don't have Christ in you, but you do, so you're capable of producing good, righteous fruit. Everything reproduces after its own kind. Listen, you're born after God. You're his children. You're his sons. You're his daughters. You and I have an inheritance in the kingdom because we belong to him, and the only way to get in the family is be born into it. Have you ever heard anybody say this before about somebody you know, you see somebody at a red light or you see somebody in a store that you know casually and somebody will say, hey, you know, that's so-and-so. They're from a good family. You ever, have you ever heard that before? Oh, man, that's so-and-so. You know, they're from that family that lives over on the far end of the county. And people will generally talk about who they are and what they do. Okay, they're from a good family. Listen, you are from a good family. You were born into a good family. You're born into the kingdom of God, and the incorruptible seed of God's word is in your heart. Every time you read God's word, what happens? You're sowing seed, and you're bearing fruit. Are you with me? All right, now I want to read you another verse tonight. I want to go to 1 Thessalonians 5.23. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. The word sanctify means to separate. You see, when you said yes to Jesus, you were separated unto him. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't go to work and you don't go to the store. It doesn't mean that. It means that you were taken out of the kingdom of darkness. You were placed into the kingdom of light and life and grace supernaturally. And it happened the moment you said yes to Jesus and you were separated. Now, the Bible says we're in the world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Why? Because I'm born differently. Hey, the other day I was talking to somebody and they kind of casually made fun of me for being a Christian. Now, they weren't hateful or rude, but they were just kind of casually made a comment. And I told the person I was with standing next to me that I was talking to, I said, Jesus said, they hated me and they'll hate you. And then I said, the Bible says that if you're of the world, the world will love you because they love their own. Isn't that good? Think about that now. The world loves their own. Listen, I'm not of the world, and neither are you. And the Bible says you and I will face some persecution. You may get made fun of at work. You may have somebody say something about you because you're a Christian or because you go to Tulia Christian Fellowship. And the Bible says when that happens to you, you know what you're supposed to do? Rejoice. When somebody says, oh, you're a Christian, <laughs> hallelujah, because Jesus said rejoice. Why? Because your name's written in the Lamb's book of life, because you're born from an incorruptible seed, and you're not of the world. Now, we're in it. We go to work in it. We, we go eat in it. We live in it. We wear up shoulders with it every day, but when it comes down to it, I'm not of it. And neither are you. And if you are of it, then they love you because they love their own <clears throat> and they're lost. And you and I are not lost. Are you with me? You've been sanctified. You've been set apart. That's powerful. Now, let me keep reading. Listen to what this says. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've talked about spirit, soul, and body. Listen, you are a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul. 
What's your soul? Your soul's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you live in a body. This is your earth suit. You have to have it to be here. If you don't have an earth suit, you're one of two places. You're in hell with the devil or you're in heaven with Jesus. Well, I know somebody that they have a house and the person that used to live there died there and that person's ghost is still there in that house. No, they're not. No, they're not. There are no disembodied human spirits on planet Earth. They're either in heaven or they're in hell. That's all there is. They're not anywhere else. Well, what is that? Well, it's probably a demon. Demon spirits or angelic spirits. Are you with me? Okay, see, you're either one or two places. You, you don't lose your body and then go somewhere else. You gotta have this earth suit to be here. As long as I have this earth suit, I'm okay. But the minute I don't have it, I'm out of here. And you will be too, and you know where I'm going? I'm going to heaven. The Bible says to be absent from my body is to be present with the Lord. Now, that promise belongs to you and I. When I'm absent from my body, I'm gonna be present with the Lord. And he says here that he wants to sanctify our spirit our soul, and our body. Now, what's your soul? Your soul is the bridge between your body and your spirit. It's your bridge. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, what do we find out? When you study God's Word, what does it do? It strengthens your body. When you study God, excuse me, it strengthens your spirit. When you study God's Word, what does it do? It renews your mind, and it refreshes your soul. Listen to this. Feelings are the voice of your body. That should really help some of you. (laughs) Really, feelings are the voice of your body. Reasoning is the voice of your mind, and conscience is the voice of your soul. Excuse me, of your spirit. All right, let me read to you Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. That word beseech means to beg. I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Now, I know there's a lot in that. Let me back up. Let me just unpack a little bit. Okay, the very first thing he says is, I beg you, brothers, by the mercies of God, for you to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, listen to me. God is not going to do anything with your body. You have to. Don't miss that. Oh, Lord, help me with my body. No. He ain't going to do anything with your body. You're supposed to do something with it. Now, what am I supposed to do with it? Well, it says right here very plainly in the Scripture that I'm supposed to present it to God. And then it says it's reasonable. All right, right here. God, I thank you for my spirit, my soul, and my body. And Lord, I present myself to you. As a living sacrifice, I present myself to you. See, God doesn't want me to die for him. You know what he wants you to do? Live for him. Yeah, he wants you to live for him. Lord, I present my body and I present it as a living sacrifice. And I love in the King James, it says it's reasonable. It isn't crazy, it's reasonable. All right, now listen to the next thing that it says. It says, and don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Every time you read God's word, you feed on God's thoughts, you feed on God's word. 
You change the way you think. You change the way you see the world, and you become Christ-like and God-inside-minded. This all happens as you get born again. This all happens as you go to church. You hear the Word of God. You read your Bible. You pray. Your spirit man gets stronger. You renew your mind. You present your body. And, man, you are on the road. And you know what you're doing? You're growing in the things of God. And you're not getting weaker. You're getting stronger. On my mirror in our bathroom, in our master bathroom, I have a little strip of paper, and it's taped to the mirror, and it says, do what makes you strong in Christ. And it's written to myself. And anytime I'm in the bathroom and I'm looking in the mirror, I can't help but see that. Do what makes you strong in Christ. And I got great news. You're doing it right now. My gosh, you could be home in the recliner. I almost said you could be home watching football, but I'm ahead of myself. That's coming. Amen? Jesus is coming, and so is football. Whichever one first, I don't mind. All right? You're doing it right now. Do what makes you strong in Christ. How are you doing that? Every time you read the Word, every time you're in church, every time you hear the Word of God, you worship with Caitlin, you worship with Greg Lynn and the Birkenfells, you worship with the Weathingtons, you worship with the videos, you worship in your house, uh, in your vehicle. You're making yourself strong in Christ. You're renewing your mind, you're presenting your body, you're strengthening your spirit. All of that happens after you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now, let me give you this one more thought. Your source is from above. You see, you're from a kingdom that's not of this world. Isn't that what Jesus told? I believe he told Pilate that. Pilate said, they say you're the king of the Jews, are you? And he said, you say I am. And then Jesus said, my kingdom's not of this world. If it was, we'd fight. We'd fight. Nothing stirs my heart more than knowing Jesus, God, Jesus, my Savior, allowed himself to be killed for me. Nothing stirs my heart more than that. He allowed himself to be sacrificed for my sin. He stood in line and he took my place because he did not have to. They had no power over him whatsoever. None. What did Jesus say? All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. He willingly sacrificed himself for me, for you. Isn't that amazing? Amen. Praise God. Our source is from above. You're a citizen of a different kingdom. You've been born by incorruptible seed. You have eternal life dwelling on the inside of you. Now, what do you got to do? Well, you got to present this body. You got to take care of it. You got to work on it. You got to read the word of God and renew your mind. And then it says you'll prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Just keep walking, amen? Keep walking. Keep going to church. Keep reading your Bible. Keep praying. When you get knocked down, get up. And you know what? You'll wake up one day and will serve God your whole life. Amen? That's what Paul said. Paul said, I finished the race. I want to be able to say the same thing. Amen? All right, y'all stand up. Let me pray for you.
Praise God. I preach myself happy. Amen. Praise God. Father, I love you. I'm so grateful for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm so grateful that we can gather together on a Thursday night in your house. Father, I'm so thankful for the church. I'm so thankful for my brothers and sisters. Lord, I'm so thankful for you. Father God, fill us and refresh us as we leave this place tonight, God, that you would help us realize that we're born from above, not from below, but from above, that we're children of the King, children of the King. Father, I'm thankful for it tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. Hey, I love y'all. Y'all going to be blessed.